3 tonight. Proverbs chapter number 3. Let's finish what we started this morning. I'll let you go to the house and uh, service like this tonight. I don't reckon anybody's in no hurry. Boy, the Lord's been mighty good to us, hasn't he? I bless his name. Proverbs chapter number 3 this evening. And uh, I want to finish this thought. Had it in my heart to do so. And, uh, and I appreciate the Lord for giving us the, the opportunity tonight. If you'll give me a little bit more monitor, please, sir. I would appreciate it. Proverbs 3. Let's stand a moment uh, as we read these 12 verses together. And I only have two left to give you. And so I'll, I'll make them as short as possible and just expound on them a little bit, and we'll go to the house. Proverbs 3, uh, I preached this morning, started preaching on some knots that'll keep your life held together. Some N-O-T knots, not K-N-O-T, but N-O-T knots that'll keep your life together. I'll emphasize them again just for good measure while we read them, uh, and then I will, uh, I will preach the final two of the six. Uh, verse number one, my son, and here's the first knot, it's called the forget knot. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Here's what will happen. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Here's the second knot, verse three, it's what I call the let knot. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. And here's what will happen. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Here's the third knot. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not under thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and here's what he said will happen. And he shall direct thy paths. These are some knots that will keep your life held together. Some knots that will keep your family uh, sewn together. Uh, Here's the, the, the fourth knot. Be not wise. There it is. It's called the be not. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Here's what he said will happen. And it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Uh, Tonight we'll pick up in verse 9, 10, 11, and 12. Uh, There is not a not in verse number 9, but there is the principle of that. And it's a part of these verses, this text, and the message of Solomon. Uh, Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. I want to call that the rob not, or the hoard not, uh, the keep not. Uh, And here's what he said will happen. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Verse number 11. My son, despise not, there's the last one, the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction, 
For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Let's pray tonight. Lord, we thank you. You've, you've helped us uh, so far. Lord, you've been so kind to us. Lord, we thank you for the, for the choir and the special music, the ladies' ensemble tonight, how wonderful it was to sit in your presence. God, we thank you for it. And I pray, God, as we uh, take these two simple thoughts and close out this message that you would preach to our hearts tonight. Lord, give us exactly what we need, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll pick up, you can be seated, we'll pick up right where we left off this morning uh, some knots that will tie uh, your life together, some knots that will keep it from falling apart. And uh, if you are uh, here tonight and it seems like things are falling apart, they might be. If you're here tonight and you think it seems like things are all together, they might be. Uh, But you and I are one or two bad decisions from everything falling apart. Have you ever uh, seen someone that you had so much stock in their life, you had so much respect for them and and so much influence uh, by them, and uh, then things happened and you saw uh, their life, maybe a marriage or maybe a family or children or, or whatever it may be, or even a church, and it seems like one thing after another and it began to unravel uh, that knot, that, that binding, that blessedness began to unravel uh, in their life. Uh, Solomon gives his son principles to live by to keep us bound together, to keep us bound and knit uh, to the will of God. And we looked at all of them this morning, but I want to mention these last two tonight uh, and see what the Lord will say. Verse number 9, the rob not or the keep not or the hoard not. Verse 9 Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Now here is the instruction. Here is the challenge. Here is the instruction of a father to his son, of a man to another, of the Holy Ghost to the people of God. If you want God, if you want your life, Uh, to have purpose and meaning and to be held together, learn how to give uh, of that that you have been given. And he said, honor the Lord. It is honoring to the Lord to give of the first fruits of all thine increase. Uh, We'll read the verse again. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And notice the comma. Uh, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Do you notice that they are two different, distinct uh, things that we are to honor the Lord with? Uh, how many of you believe tonight, uh, uh, and I hope it's everyone here this evening, uh, we ought to give God the first fruits of our increase. That's called the tithe. It's taken off the top end, and we give it to God. It is the first fruits of our increase. That is honoring to God. That says, God, I trust you with what I have. 
I recognize that what I have comes from you. I recognize that what I have would not be without you. And I want to honor you by faith with the first fruits of my increase. Uh, young people need to learn how to tithe. Mamas and daddies need to teach children how to tithe. Uh, teenagers need to learn how to tithe. Uh, fathers and mothers need to learn how to tithe. Uh, Christians and church members need to learn how to tithe. It is honoring uh, to God and it will bind uh, things in your life that otherwise would fall apart. Uh, you say, preacher, it seems like my money is always falling apart. Well, God never promised if you tithe, he'd make you a millionaire. God never promised if, he, if you tithe, if you gave of the first fruits, that he would make you healthy, wealthy, and prosperity. But he did say he'd fill your barn. Uh, and that, he didn't say he'd fill your pocketbook. He didn't say he'd fill your bank bag. He didn't say that he'd fill uh, your wardrobe closet with all the luxuries of life. But he said, I'll fill your barn with everything that you need uh, to make it through this life if you'll honor me with the first fruits of your increase. Uh, but that's distinct. Uh, he also says, with all thy substance. Honor the Lord with thy substance. Uh, if you'll learn, I asked Brother Josh Adams at our marriage conference this weekend, I said, I want you to teach two classes. I'm going to teach one, I want you to teach two. And uh, I said, one of them, I want it to be on giving. And uh, I want it not, not, and he can do whatever he wants to do. I said, I want you to challenge our couples, challenge our our people, challenge our spouses to be givers of what they have. Uh, and, and God distinctly dis divides this and separates this. And he said, give of the first fruit, honor God with the giving of the first fruit, and honor God with the giving of thy substance. And I asked you a minute ago, how many of you believe you ought to be a tither? You ought to give God 10%. And I believe most of you, if not all of you, agreed with that. But I want to go further tonight. You ought to just go ahead and say, God, everything that I've got belongs to you. And I am willing to give it to you if that's what you want. Uh, I, I've got a, a friend. I'll not name who he is, but he... But, but he called me the other day and uh, uh, he heard a message uh, and uh, uh, God began working in his heart. Uh, he heard Brother Dana preach, you first. And uh, he said, I'm praying for $2 million, he said, to do what God's asked me to do. He said, we need $2 million. And he said, it's completely beyond my ability. And uh, he's, got a, he's got a C10 Chevy he's been working on for about five years. And when it's all said and done, he's going to have about $40,000 invested in it. And it's going to have a value of about sixty dollars to $70,000. And he said, that when I heard that message, and I'd been praying for that big number, he said, the Holy Ghost of God told me what I was supposed to do. He said, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't what I signed up to do. But I heard his voice. He said, 
said, I'm going to finish fixing that thing up and instead of putting that money in my pocket or driving it around, which is what he intended to do, he said, I'm going to sell it and give it to the Lord. Boy, I tell you, not on that kind of a scale, but God's asked me to do stuff like that before. God's asked me to sell stuff, and he might ask me to do it again. And, and God help us tonight to have the mentality that what I have belongs to God, and if he wants it, I'll give it to him. It's his. Honor the Lord. That will, that will, uh, that is a not, rob, not. Uh, Malachi chapter number three and verse number eight, the Bible says, will a man rob God? Shall a man rob God? He said, you've robbed me with tithes and offerings. He said, you wouldn't give me the first fruit and you would not give me an offering and he said, you've robbed God. I know that ain't fun preaching tonight, but it's preaching that'll tie some knots in your life to keep your home and your family and your sanity and your money and your life held together. One of the greatest privileges that God's people miss out on is the privilege of giving. I'm going to run that one by you again because I'm pretty sure half of you don't believe me. One of the greatest privileges that you miss out on God's people, I mean good people, saved people, miss out on is everything they get they're trying to put in their pocket and hold on to it. And God said you're putting it in pockets with holes in it. And he said if you'd turn it loose and give it to me, boy, I tell you what, I found out tonight I feel like shouting right here. I found out God is better with my money than I am. And I'm not laying up treasures for down here anywhere, anyway where moth and, and rust corrupts it, but there's another world coming. Hallelujah to God. There's another world coming. And uh, thank God I'm making, and I want to, and I, I hope you do make some investments in another world uh, where there is no moth and there is no rust and there is no decay. And, and we're trying to fill our pockets and our pockets have got holes in them. And, 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 and God's made us some promises uh, that, that, that he'll hold some things together. He'll bind some things together. If we'll learn to let go of what we have and give it to him. If you hadn't learned to tithe, you ought to go ahead and start. And I mean to do it honestly. You say, you've been preaching on that a lot. I'm going to keep on preaching on it until some of you get it. And I ain't saying that to be mean. I'm saying that because you're missing out. Oh my. Missing out on the workings of faith. The operations of God's provision. The operations of having a need and knowing that, that, that I have this great need and it's within my ability or beyond my ability, but I also have this great promise and I have this great uh, uh, command. I have this great uh, uh, ability to, to take that, that that has been given. And I'll tell you something tonight, God's blessed everyone in here. You say, well, I can't afford to. You can't afford not to. And most folks can't afford to because they ain't ever started doing it. Honor the Lord with thy substance. Honor the Lord with the first fruits of thine increase. Here's what he said would happen. Verse number 10, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty. And again, I want to emphasize to you tonight that he did not say, so will your bags be filled. He didn't say you're going to wear 
I don't know what everybody wants to wear, but Gucci and Prada and uh, I, I, that's all I can think of. Whatever else you ladies like to wear, and guys, I don't know what you like to wear, Wranglers or Rustlers or whatever. And he didn't say, I'll fill your bank account and your pocketbook and your wardrobe and I'll put you in a 66 Corvette. Well, he didn't promise you none of that. We're not wealth, health, and prosperity. He said, but I'll come by and make a visit at your barn. <laughs> and that, You might not have a barn, but the principle still stands. Them barns were where they put all that grain that was going to feed them for that year. He said, I'm pretty sure that's what David meant when he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He said, you won't be on the side of the road. If you learn to give God the first fruits, you'll not be without. Oh, y'all help me right there. You'll not go hungry and neither will your children. And, and you know what you'll do? You'll implement a principle in their life that'll keep them from starving too. It'll keep them from going hungry too. I remember years ago we had, uh, we had Levi. And I'm not knocking what people do. You do what you want to do. You're going to anyways. I found that out that much out about people. They're going to do what they want to do. And uh, but I, I remember, uh, I'm, I'm I don't want to get beside myself. I'm trying to hurry here. But uh, our founding fathers, when they founded the United States of America, they they believed that citizenship was a was a responsibility. And so being a citizen of the United States of America meant I have a responsibility. If there's ever a time of war, I'm going to war. If my country ever has a need, I'm going to... And, and me being a citizen of this great country meant that my country, that I owed something to my country. Well, in 2024, we've turned that around and we say being a citizen of the U.S. means that the U.S. owes me something. And we've raised up kids who think that they're owed something by the U.S. And we want free college and we want free handouts and we want free this and free that. And we've completely got off rail and we treat the church the same way too. We love her benefits but we don't want to put anything into it that costs us anything. And we love the United States of America but we're glad that there's somebody willing to fight for us. We just don't want it to be us. And we're glad there's somebody, somebody willing to pay the bills. We just don't want it to be us. But responsibility of the citizen was that the citizen uh, took up arms. Responsibility of the citizen was that the citizen paid taxes. Responsibility of the citizen was that if the, unless the citizen had some great need that kept them from being able to be productive in society, it was their responsibility to work and to provide and to help their country and their economy. But we've all welfare cases in America. I remember we had Levi and after he was born they told us at the hospital now we want to sign you up for uh, WIC. And I'm not knocking folks if you're in here tonight and you have some needs but let them be legitimate if they don't quit lying and, 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 and get that business right. And uh, I said, well, what does wick mean? That sounded like wicking or something. I thought they was signing me up to be a witch, and I didn't want that. So I said, what does that mean? They said, well, you can get subsidies from the government. We'll give you cheese. Cheese, oh, you will, huh? We'll give you milk. Well, I like milk. Praise the Lord. What else are you going to give me? And they told me all this list of stuff they was going to give me. And, uh, boy, I don't know if it was Curtis Williams or the Holy Ghost. It might have been a combination of both. This raised up on the inside of me. 
and said, now, if you're a grown man, you can't put milk in the fridge for your children. I'm pretty sure it was the Lord. You don't need Uncle Sam to put milk in the fridge because you honor me, I'll put milk in your fridge. Oh, goodness. You don't, you don't need the government to put cheese on your table. You just take your money down to the storehouse and give it to me. I'll fill your barn up. Oh, am I talking? Somebody ought to be shouting right there. And you know what I found out? God's always filled my fridge. God's always filled my barn. God's always given the increase that I need. And I'm living in the goodness of God. I remember years ago, we were, we were, we were struggling. We were poor. And again, God never said you wouldn't be poor. And a little bit of poverty won't hurt anybody. Probably ought to quit bailing them out and giving them loans for everything and just let folks be poor for a little while. It won't hurt you to eat some bainoinis and sausage. Well, I wouldn't eat that. You would if you got hungry. Oh, I'm too old-fashioned for this generation. You know what we used to eat for supper? And I just now figured out it's because we was poor. When I was a kid, we ate cornbread and milk at least twice a week for supper. Cornbread, you'd mix it up and put it in a bowl and pour milk on it. And I just thought it was because we like cornbread and milk. I had no idea. We, we was poor and we couldn't afford nothing better. And cornbread, cornbread is easy to make. It didn't cost a whole lot. And pour milk on top of it and praise the Lord. Supper time. God. All tonight, you'd let the Lord, I'm hurrying. You'd let the Lord have what you have. Not just your tithe, but I mean your life. He said, I'll fill your barn. I remember years ago, we we was poor. I was pastoring here, we was poor. And we didn't have any money. We was tithing and we was giving and we was getting by, but boy, we was struggling. I remember that fridge, and I don't reckon I've ever thought, what am I going to eat tomorrow? And I know there's some folks who have, but I don't guess I've ever been that poor. I've always had a backup supply. But, I mean, Raymond noodles do get old after a little while. They're good the first, you know, few days, but they do, you know, Raymond noodles. What are we having tonight, honey? Raymond noodles. Well, we had the chicken. I know this one's shrimp tonight. At least they have variety. You know, oh boy, chicken Raymond noodles, shrimp Raymond, all right. I remember someone who was part of our church back then came over to the house and said, we was cleaning out our, we was cleaning out our freezer today and realized that we had all this stuff we ain't ever going to eat. Said, we got, we got steaks and burgers and shrimp and we, I mean, just boxes and said it's all yours we was just cleaning it out said and, and we was wondering who it is and we thought of you thought y'all might could use it I said well praise the Lord and uh, you know what we ate that night didn't have a lick of money in the bank account but we had surf and turf you say well I ain't, I ain't, I ain't in that kind of a situation I'm not telling you wrong if you ain't but oh, I'm going to tell you something. Right? You're missing out if you ain't learned to give. I'm just telling you. 
If you ain't learned to tithe, if you ain't learned to give, I, if you and I've had folks give to me, and I felt I'll be honest, I felt bad about it. I thought I've had folks that I knew was in a whole lot worse situation than I'd ever been, and and folks that I knew were were barely getting by, but the Lord said give, and and they come by and say I want to give you something, and, I, and in my spirit I say no, don't don't give me, and I've even said that I can't take nothing from you. And the Holy Ghost remind me and say. You better let them learn what I've taught you. You better let them learn to give. You better let them learn to, to, to give. And I want to tell you young people, learn to give when you have. Learn to give when you don't have. I want to tell the moms and dads, learn to give. Come off of what you got and let God have it. Rob not. He said, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. I studied it, and we may just finish here tonight. The wine presses, what they would do is they'd, they, they had two vats. It was called a wine fat or a wine press. And they would be on different elevations, and so they'd, put, they'd have the one wine fat or the one wine vat, and it would be on a higher elevation. And that was where they'd take all the grapes when they would pick them, and they'd put them all in that wine vat, and they would be trodden underfoot. They would hopefully wash their feet. <laughs> Aren't you glad to have machinery? I don't drink wine, but I do like grape juice. And I'm glad it wasn't somebody walking that, that juice out of that grape. I'm glad they got a machine that squeezes it. But they'd put all them grapes in that vat and that wine press, and they'd, they'd trodden that wine press underfoot. And, and below that, there'd be a pipe, and it would lead down to the next one, and all them grapes, them bushels and bundles, and would go in that wine vat, and they'd they'd trod them wine, uh, them them grapes underfoot, and that juice that would come out of it would would roll down into that second vat, which would catch it, and it was literally, it wasn't intoxicating, it wasn't fermented wine, it was literally fruit of the vine that would come down from that freshly squeezed grape, and and all that substance would be kept in that one, and all the juice because of the elevation. Would would flow down to the next one. And the Lord said, if you'd learn to give, if you'd learn to honor, if you'd learn to honor me with your substance and the first fruits, he said, I'll fill that wine vat up. I'll fill that wine press. Every time you go out there, there'll always be some. Kind of like that widow woman uh, who, who gave all she had to God uh, and, 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 that, and that meal never ran out. Every time she went, she found out that he's got more. Kind of like Israel. Every morning they got up and there was new man, a fresh man. Man, honey, I'm telling you tonight, you can trust God with your money. He'll fill your barn and your wine press. Or you can try to fill it. And it'll be like putting money in pockets with holes. I like to, verse 10, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. It won't be some old contaminated, but it'll be new. So I want to ask you tonight, probably close. We're talking about these knots that'll keep stuff together. Forsake not, forget not, lean not, be not, rob not.
going to tell you something tonight. And you just have to trust the Lord on it. You get yourself in a financial bind. I don't know how I'm going to get out. Won't you learn to give your way out? It's funny, I always feel not tension in the sense of animosity, but tension in the sense of uneasiness when I talk about this kind of stuff. Well, I wish he'd move on. Don't he have anything else better to say? Learn to give your way out. Rob and I. We got Faith Promise Missions coming up. My wife, I won't tell you how much we give. More than I can afford, I'll tell you that much. It's more than I can afford. And that, I don't mean to brag, I'm not trying to brag. We give that to the church. And then the Lord's got a young man in Bible college that the Lord put in our hearts a couple years ago to support. And we support him. And between the two, it's more than I can afford. And my wife said, uh, um, what do you think about us raising that up a little bit this year? It's fine with me. Let's do it. Well, if it's more than you can afford, why are you going to go raising it up? Because I couldn't afford it if it was $25 a week. Everything I got needs fixing or worked on. or I got more tires. I got stuff that needs tires. Everything I got needs tires. Huh? I mean, you oil changes. I mean, there's always something to work on. There's always something to take my money, right? I said, let's bump it on up. You don't ever have no problem giving McDonald's your money, and they like they'll rob you blind. I said, let's bump it on up. Why? Because I got promises. I ain't looking to be a millionaire. Of course, I'm more than a millionaire in another world. I'm not looking to be wealthy. I hope I'm healthy. I'm not looking to be wealthy. If God does that, that's his business. But boy, I need him to fill my barns. I need him to, I need him to fill my wine press. And, and, and I want to honor him. He's been so good to me. And if he asks for 10% or if he comes by one week and asks for everything I got, God, help me not try to hoard something that I didn't get on my own in the first place. Just give it all to him. There's been times... I'd have a little bit of money put away in the safe. I like cash. I got a problem. I like it. I'll get it out, count it, turn it all the right way, stack the ones, the fives, the tens, the twenties. Boy, if I get some hundreds, I really like hundreds. Ain't they a blessing? I can't stand them turning. I can tell if, if one of my boys is like, Daddy, I need to get some, can I, can I bum some cat? I say, one of my boys. The one who drives. <laughs> Daddy, can I get some cash? Or one of, Mom will say, hey, do you got any you know, 
it's Wednesday lunch. You got any lunch money for? Go get some cash out of the safe. I can tell when they've been in there and they don't know how to put stuff back the right way. I said, who's been messing with my cash? I had it all turned the right way and dated. I don't really go that far, but but I do have some old money now. I like that old money. I, I, my grandpa, when I married him and his wife, uh, before he died, he remarried after my grandma died, and I had the privilege of marrying him. He gave me $500. And I didn't ask him. I didn't want it, but he insisted. And I spent all of it but one. One of them was from like, it had been in his safe a long time. It was from like 1962. And I thought, praise the Lord, that's an old $100 bill. I put that on the bottom of the stack. That's, that's just in case you really broke one day, and, 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 and that's that bottom stack money. I'm saying this, and y'all going to think i got a big stack. You'd be embarrassed in my little stack. More than once, the Lord come by and said, I want you to empty it out. I'm telling you, ain't that right? I ain't bragging because he does the same stuff to you, and some of you have proved him. I'm saying, now, Lord, it took me a long time to get that in there. He said, I want you to empty it out. He's asked me to do it, and he never made me do it. But I've done it. He knows how to put it back in. And I may never have a big old stack. But I'm trusting one thing. That all my life, he's going to keep my barn full. And all my life, he's going to keep my wine press full. When we have need, he's going to meet that need. What God could do, come on up in. What God could do in the hearts of your children. See God work. You're robbing them. You're robbing yourself. Robbing yourself. Never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. I want to tell you something I believe with all my heart tonight. I've proved it over and over and over again. Preacher, I can't afford to tithe. You flip that thing around. I don't tithe. That's why I can't afford it. Just go ahead and be honest and get it right. I'm not tithing. That's why I can't afford to tithe. I don't have anything to give. No, sir. No, ma'am. I got too much Bible. I've got too much Bible on that. I seen a woman one time in the Bible with a little, it's what we call the widow's might. And she gave all she had. And God said it might as well have been a million dollars because it was all she had. She gave it. And I promise you, the Lord took care of her. Lord, maybe we'll finish this thought some other time. Thank you for the knots that keep things from unraveling and falling apart. Lord, I thank you, God for the substance you've given me, for the increase that you've given me. And Lord, it has been my honor to give you, and I've not always been good at it. 
I've tried. You've always proved yourself faithful. Lord, I thank you for it. In Christ's name, amen.